0: Cody.
1: I'm excited. Bring it. I'm here. I'm ready. Uh, I've been in the ring with some of the biggest punchers in the world. I got a granite chin, and I live for guys who are trying to come and take my soul. Um, I'm going to keep coming forward. Whatever he brings, I'm going to keep coming forward. I can guarantee that, or I go out on my feet. Um, which I don't see happening. But I always, always come to fight. I don't get intimidated. It doesn't matter how hard someone's punching, I'm going to walk through it. Who's the biggest
0: puncher you
1: think so far? You know what? Lopez had the biggest punches, I think. But some of the hardest that I've ever been hit isn't quite in a fight. It's been in sparring. has been in the ring with guys like Javante Davis, who's, you know, just God-given talented with his power, a little Mike Tyson. Um, and even from, you know, skinny guys like Francis Bartholomew, that, that, uh, the range that he has, the loop. He hit me on the top of the head with the right hand one time that I felt run down my whole entire spine. I've, I've been in there with heavyweights that haven't done that before. So I truly believe that it's not about uh, the person's uh, knockout record uh, or how hard they look they can punch. It's the placement. It's the timing. timing. It's that exact moment, time and space that truly matters. So hats off to Ramos and his confidence. I expect nothing less of that. Why would I want to go in there against a guy who's going to lay down?
0: But you told, you said you to the you're gonna to open the show and you're gonna I'm close back. the show. So you're planning to you steal the night.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, I worked my whole life for moments like this. So how could I not be trying to steal the show? Um, you know, I thought I was the co-main event of this fight, and I got pushed to the opener. But, shoot, someone's got to set the fireworks off, so I'm willing to do it. I play my position, I play my part, and I always show up. I show up on weight, I show up in shape, and I'm excited.
0: You're going to fight against a tough Mexican, and maybe the, the, the people, gonna, it's going it's to be a Mexicans in the arena. It makes a, it's something that you worry about. Not at all.
1: I hope so. I hope so. You know, my last fight, I was walking out of the biggest arena I've ever fought. in 50,000 people at the Cowboys Stadium, and it felt like a movie. Until I got in that tunnel, I was walking out, and I said, Something is missing. What is it? What is it? And then a guy leans over the railing. Crowley you suck and the whole crowd lit up and started booing me there it is there's our moment to go out there and shine uh i'm an underdog fighter that's what i do i come from a very small town i'm here to prove a point i'm not here to walk over people i'm here to prove that small town kids can do world-class things
0: Finally, your style is unique. You're one of a kind. You were fighting yourself. How do you see yourself during a few years in
1: boxing? Uh, I see myself as a world champion, and I see myself helping a lot of guys out who took the hard road like I did. Who, you know, had some self management, had some self promotions, and just need help getting into the machine, into the system, that they can have fights to keep moving them up in the rankings. So, I'm going to finish my dream of becoming a world champion. I'm gonna defend my title. I'm gonna help other kids come up in the sport. An easier way so they don't have to leave their country like I did to chase their dream. And I want to help humanity out. I want to help people with their health. Everything.
0: Co- Cody, I interviewed you a couple years ago. You tell me your story. You're homeless and you fight your way, you know, into Vegas. Came here, sparring a lot of the guys. Now you're a couple fights away from fight for the world title. What's in on in, in a big car in Las Vegas? What's this all mean to you?
1: Uh, This means the world to me. Like I keep saying, I work my whole life for moments like this. And when they come, you have to seize them. You can't blink. And my eyes are wide open. I don't blink for nobody. I'm here. I'm ready. And I'm going to seize the moment.
0: If I would have told you when you were going through those hard times that 2023, March, you'll be fighting, you know, you'll be sniffing for a world title, what would you have told me?
1: You know what? I've always seen it. As hard as those times got, I never let myself stay in a dark closet. I always looked for the light at the end of the tunnel, and I knew that my opportunity was going to come. I've been training in the gym sparring since July. You know, I was, you know, thirty thousand dollars in training camp debt at the start of the year, waiting for a fight. Um, so I'm, I'm more than ready. It doesn't matter. People can say I'm overtrained. I get in the ring and I just fight. So.
0: Abel Ramos, what's he bring to the table?
1: He brings power, he brings experience, he brings excitement, and I think Cody Crowley brings all three of those exact same things. So you're in for a night of fireworks, I'm ready. Um, it, the talking's done. Now I'm all I'm all smiles until fight time.
0: Last question for me. Um, how much confidence have you got since obviously you were you were an underdog against Andrew Kakaroff? How much confidence do you have now compared to where before that fight?
1: Same confidence. I've always looked at myself as the underdog. I've always looked at myself as a small town kid from a, uh, you know, a, a town of six kids in my elementary school class. Um, so, even now that I'm up on top, I'm very close to the top of the pyramid. I don't consider myself any different. You know, I'm just as happy sleeping on a bench as compared into a big house. So, no, no difference in confidence, self-esteem, anything like that. Cody, talk about that journey, man. You, you said uh, you were one of six kids in elementary school now you're on the, the biggest stage in boxing there is in uh, Benavidez plan. Man, talk about that, the journey that you've had. It's been one that not a lot of people, I think, can get through, because a lot of people need to be in the, the right environment in order to be successful and keep that uh, that motivation, determination. But I had something different inside of me from a kid that I'd go in the garage, turn off the lights, train for three hours by myself and that felt like home. Every time I would go to that class, you know, five or six boys uh, in in the classroom with me, I I didn't really feel like home. I always kind of felt like when I'm by myself, that's when I'm at home. Uh, Looking at the fight in April, you guys were talking on the virtual press conference like you wanted this to be the most violent fight of the card. Like you guys were both like of we're course be in the middle of, the of ring course and, and we're warriors talking about us yeah we're warriors uh, I okay. expect to shed blood I expect to shed tears I expect to shed sweat what else do we, do we train for uh, I don't move to another country sacrifice being away from my family and friends to get in the ring and dance around um, I'm in there to leave my heart in the ring and my name in the ring. With being that you walked to me such a fight, I mean, is that a little dangerous in yourself as well, right? I mean, you're fighting fire with fire. Is that, like, are you worried that maybe the strategy should be different just because you're at this stage and you want to continue to progress? I'm built with fire. I'm built from fire. And my whole entire life, the reason why I've been able to survive is because I always walked into the fire. The second you go and touch it and try to walk out is the second that you get caught you get lit up so i walk straight into that fire i hope another man's ready to do the same thing and i believe abel is it's going to be one hell of a fight and let's let's start the card Man, i can't wait you guys are selling it great last one for me man david versus Paul. caleb the main event stylistically how do you see it playing out in the ring? Of course, uh, I think the same as everybody else. You see Benavidez trying to make the fight, press the fight. You see Caleb use his excellent boxing abilities, his timing, his speed to kind of stop whatever weapons Benavidez tries to use. But I think Caleb Plant is such a hungry fighter that he's willing to put it all on the line and prove everybody wrong. He's tired of people talking him down. He's tired of people saying that he throws pillows. He's tired of people saying that he just pity pats. Uh, Caleb Plant is a dog. You don't come from a trailer to the top of the world without being a dog. Just because every time you go in the ring and you don't fight like a dog doesn't mean you're not a dog. So I, my my heart's with Caleb Plant on this fight. Um, I see Caleb Plant going in there and Possibly getting a stoppage, you don't know. I think the whole entire world would be shocked um, and it wouldn't be the first time. Look at the last fight. It went from movement, timing, to all of a sudden you blank, and the dude's on the ground out cold to the point where he can't move. That's the type of danger that Caleb Plant brings. Thank you, Doctor. When we talked earlier this week, you told me that you were always chasing that high of getting into a war. and having that type of fight. But there's also that calm that comes before the storm. Have so you reached that zen point being that you're comfortable with it, no matter what happens and you'll be able to accept it? Of course. I'm detached from the outcome. I always am. Uh, I'm I'm in the present moment and I strive to remain as the eye of the storm. As hot as that fire gets, um, as crazy as, as the tornado gets, I plan on being calm in the heat of it all. Um, you may see a lot of punches being thrown, but you check my chest and you see where my breathing's at, you see where my heart rate's at, and you know I'm right at home. You're in tremendous shape. I know before you talked about overcoming depression and being overweight. When we talk about diet, a lot of times we talk about the aesthetics, but can you talk about how important your diet was to your mental health? Of course, you are uh, a living organism, you know? Uh, The way society's ran right now, they've got us thinking that we're machines, not a living organism. So, you know, what does a flower need? Water, oxygen, nutrients from the sun. When it gets anything else, it starts to deteriorate. The whole entire organism deteriorates. What happens to a human being when they start putting processed food inside, inside of their body? They start deteriorating. The check engine light comes on, the high blood pressure, the diabetes, the face rashes, the skin disorders, um, the neurological issues, the ADHD, the depression, the anxiety. So if, if you don't treat the organism properly, um, it will affect the mind. Uh, I believe that the, the first brain is in the gut. That's why you have a gut feeling. You instantly know in your gut about something before your brain can logically solve the problem. The first gut is in the brain. That's your main energy center. Thank
0: you.